Coming up on today's Locked On Senators. Milestones were hit, but the game was lost. The Ottawa Senators end their season with a 4-3 overtime loss to the Buffalo Sabres. And as we're recording, Sens players are doing their exit interviews and we're getting some interesting quotes from multiple different players. We'll get into all that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 778 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, please like and subscribe to Locked On Senators wherever you download your podcast. We're also available on YouTube where today's comment, we want to know, Austin Watson, Travis Hamanick, are you bringing these guys back? Because both have verbally stated this morning that they want to be a part of the Ottawa Senators team. Pilsy, we'll have plenty of time to get into that. Today is Friday, April 14th, and we have to give some stick taps to Craig Anderson right off the bat. If you're going to lose game 82, at least go out in style against your old goalie in what is officially the final game of his illustrious career. Yeah, obviously taking the L is uh, not how you want to end the season. But for Sens fans, getting to watch a Sens legend, the greatest goalie in Sens franchise history, go out on a win, celebrate it with uh, with his family, who Sens fans know know well. And uh, the Sens players gave him a good kind of send-off. So it was a really nice moment for uh, otherwise uh, a disappointing loss. But there were some other good moments. Let's wrap up the game real quick. We also did an hour and a half postcast. Yeah. Have to thank the generosity. People were so great to us all season long from game one, game 82. We only missed two postcasts all season long. That's a testament to you guys for encouraging us and motivating us to continue on through November, among other things. But last night's game, Tim Stutzla hits 90 points. Talk about illustrious company, Pilsy, that he gets to, to join there. Only Danny Heatley, Daniel Alfredson, Alexi Yashin, and Jason Spezza have reached the 90-point plateau with the Ottawa Senators. None did it younger than 22 until Timmy, doing it in his age 20 season. How would you sum up Timmy Superstar's season? Uh, it's, it's incredible. Uh, I mean, I think uh, Brady Kachuk's quote was, they asked him, is Timmy the same kind of... Uh, you know, big personality off the ice as he is on the ice. And Brady said he's the most outrageous person I know. <laughs> like, just outrageous, I'm pretty sure, was the word he used to describe Timmy. And I think that's dead on. Like, hitting 90 points like that, so close to getting 40 goals, just bursting through uh, his point total high of last season. Each year, it's like it, the steps are monumental that this kid is taking. And he's... He just finished his entry-level contract. Like, it's insane how much more this kid has to give. And Sens fans, he's locked up for a long time. He signs the richest deal in franchise history. So, Timmy's here to stay. For now, you're ready to give Jake Sanderson 8.5 on an AAV. 
How would you describe the rookie season? And do you think a Calder nomination is in his immediate future? I, uh, it, it's hard to say. I, I don't think a Calder nomination is in his future only because there's so many uh, high quality guys to go for. And I just feel like the Sens, they get, they get uh, kind of pigeon tossed when it comes to things like this. If Sanderson didn't put up a million points, they're not going to take him as seriously as Sens fans who watch him night in and night out know how good he is. But I just think he's exceeded my expectations. Like I knew he was going to be good. I even knew he was going to be better than good, but he's great in his first season as a defenseman. It's incredible. So I'm fired up for Jake Sanderson. And yeah, I was referring, if they decide to sign him to a long-term deal, which I hope they do, I would be fine with eight and a half million. Like if Sanderson's the highest paid player on the team, if he signed long-term for your number one defenseman, that's okay with me. 32 points in 77 games for Jake Sanderson. He will not be joining Team USA. He wants to spend the summer owing over, you know, a recovery. Because last year, of course, he had uh, the cut on his hand, right? And he wasn't able to train properly. So here now he'll have a full summer to recover. Alex DeBrinkett has also declined an invitation to go to the World Championships. We know the RFA, who has already been named as a qualifying candidate, no surprise there, at $9 million, though. Let's get into the exit interviews now. Unless, do you have any final thoughts on on the game itself? Because I feel like we can point people towards the postcast. And shout out Claude Giroux, 35 goals, career high. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. If we have to mention Claude Giroux, career high. And uh, Brady mentioned after, or no, I think it was Timmy, uh, in his uh, post-game presser, they asked him, what was it like uh, joining Claude Giroux for scoring his career high? And Timmy goes, yeah, Brady and I said you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's Timmy just messing around. So you love to see that and huge moment for Claude. Being outrageous, you could say. Honestly, yeah, that's definitely an outrageous thing to say to a longtime NHL vet like Claude. So 35 goals is a career high. 79 points is also the most he's gotten in a season in the last four years since 2018-19 when he had 85. So Claude Giroux, uh, just a breath of fresh air, not only I think for him, I think this is just a mutual perfect situation where both guys get that new life and I think he's got four or five years left in the tank I I really don't see where he slows down and even when maybe the foot speed leaves this guy played all 82 games like knock on wood but this guy he takes care of himself in the offseason and you can see that the drive is there the determination and he's been on record as saying he wants his kids to grow up knowing that dad plays for the Ottawa Senators and Travis Hamnick also said this morning who wouldn't want to play for the Ottawa Senators. We've been saying that for years, Pillsy. I don't know why anybody wasn't listening. Yeah, when you did your sales pitch to bring Taylor Hall and Alex Petrangelo to the Sens in the same offseason, I don't know what they glossed over that both of them didn't sign long-term deals here. So, yeah, that is a head-scratcher for me. But uh, you mentioned uh, Claude Giroux, how, yeah, maybe the foot speed will go down a bit. But when you have the hockey IQ that this guy has, it almost doesn't matter. Like you just need to put him with good players and he'll set them up. He'll find ways to succeed. He's an absolute legend. I, in my mind, Ross, he finishes out this contract. So two more years, he signs a one year and then he signs one last one year. So yeah, I got, I got five years with the Ottawa senators uh, already, already uh, locked up in my calendar here going forward. All right. I'll, I'll take the, if you're giving me four and a half, I'll take the over. On, on years forward, like not even counting, because you're saying five, including the one that we just had. Yeah. I'm going to go one more. Okay. All right. More. I like it. 
I think he plays past 40, and, and he's going to be a, a great player through that. Stick taps to Claude Giroux, 1,100 NHL games. All right, plenty of audio coming in from Jacob Chikrin, from Alex Debrinkit, from Travis Hamnick, Austin Watson, and I guess the tease can continue into saying, respect Nick Holden, who has been told that he will not be offered a contract extension. Holden played two years for the Ottawa Senators and was just a, a true soldier uh, whether he's in the press box or wearing an A. Like, this guy kind of wore a lot of hats with the Ottawa Senators, helped out on the penalty kill, especially last season. So before we get into some deep dives on questions, this one's already determined. And just want to say thank you to Nick Holden for bringing what he did to the Ottawa Senators. 35 points in 141 games with the Sens, but obviously points don't even begin to tell the story of what he meant to the team in terms of off-ice vibes and uh, and everything in between. Yeah, he certainly was the the player that the Sens needed him to be, I think is the key here. And he was someone that I feel like fit in with that locker room so well, especially last year before Claude came in. He was uh, a really good veteran for this locker room. And he, he's one of those guys that he still keeps things loose, you know, just because he's a veteran and he's older and, uh, you know, maybe he's not on on the same page as some of the guys that are 10 plus years younger than him. He still manages to, to find a way to get along with everyone, it seems. And we've got some great clips from him. And he is the inspiration of the spray tan goggles for this season. The Sens uh, kind of uh, commemorative item that they pass around after wins. So you got to love a guy like that. It's sad that he's going to go, but I think it is time for both to move on here. Safety first, Nick. Yep. Safety first. Reminder that we're not going anywhere. Locked on Senators will be here Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, five days a week through free agency. We've got a lot planned, including our exit interviews that we're going to begin in a week's time. We're also going to take a look around the playoffs at your hashtag sends abroad. We've got Ian Mendez joining next week. We've got some bloggers lined up like Everyday Sends is going to jump on, get his uh, rundown on the nice. season. And draft rankings just around the corner lots of great stuff here on locked on senators and if you miss any of the shows live they always live forever wherever you get your podcast and on youtube please subscribe to the channel it really helps the growth of the show as well coming up next more exit interview breakdowns right here you're listening to locked on senators Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Guys, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Well, it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you find fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you get your money back. It's simple because just like sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts, you're sure to find the part you need. You're back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when you have all the right parts. So get the right parts, get the right fit, and get the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's eBay Motors. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub has been so great all season long, sharing their love with the Ottawa Senators with you 
the people, the great people, especially the people of the Glebe, because it's the local watering hole in the Glebe. You can find them at 779 Bank Street. And when you go, make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. They've got great, great specials, not only on food, drinks, and just a special atmosphere. Whether it's live music, open mic nights, battle bots, live speed dating, you really cannot have a dull moment at the Glebe Central Pub. Head over to their Instagram, Glebe Central Pub, and find out their schedule of events. You can also head to their website to see the menu, the drink menu. Oh, man, they've always got something on the big screen at Glebe Central Pub as well. So head there for the vibes. Head there to be among friends and head there to let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. You can find Glebe Central Pub at 779 Bank Street in the heart of the Glebe. Thank you to everyone who took the Glebe Central Pub shuttle this uh, year. They'll be back next season. So leave your keys at home and have a great time with our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is at 779 Bank Street. Head there now and let them know Locked On Senators sent you. A reminder that uh, Send Central merch is available. You can head to the link in bio or our link tree, and you can find the shop there. Shop or sharp, because these things are sick. Great, great time to get a new summer wardrobe, eh, Ross? Hell yeah. Don't, uh, I wouldn't even be mad if people cut the sleeves off. Just go wild. It's, it's that hot in Southern Ontario right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like plus 27 yesterday. I'm hoping it's another hot one, Ross, as I'm heading down to watch the Toronto Blue Jays play tonight. I hope you meet some citizens there. If you're heading to the Jays game today, yeah. hit us up. Let Pills yeah. know. Um, yeah, my, my mom put out a photo yesterday. It was hotter in Ottawa than where their place is in Florida. <laughs> wow, that's wild. Yeah, isn't that insane? Anyways, Pelzi, we got a lot to get to. Players are heading on vacation, whether it's Florida or otherwise. I know Igor, Max Gannett, Mad Sogard are all heading back to Belleville. Because they've got a 3-3 three and three this weekend. Unfortunately, they're already eliminated as well as Laval got the win there the other day. So playing for pride down there. But I'm going to be locked in. I want to see uh, if Levy gets another start. I'm sure in a 3-3 three and three that maybe they'll go Mads, Levy, Dylan Ferguson, let them all get a game. I'm not sure. But we'll be, we'll be paying attention down there. But of the guys who are up here right now, where do you want to start? Who was the most interesting exit interview so far? Uh... You know what? Let's just start with with the biggest one. I, I feel like there's no there's no need to kick the can down the road, and it's Alex DeBrincat. Uh, I'll I'll let you I'll let you set the scene, and then we'll get into the discussion. Okay, we're gonna start with the biggest one, the five foot seven winger. <laughs> yeah, the kitty cat. The what kitty cat. Meow. As if we never had a meow button on our on our thing. That's I'll uh, we'll record some of my meows. I've become an expert in uh, cat language. Yeah, yes, I bet you have. Um, all right. So with Alex to bring it, all the talk is surrounding his long term future with the Ottawa Senators. And let's let's remember, this guy is not in the predicament that most twenty four year olds are. He's already got a kid. Okay, he's twenty four years old. Already has a kid. Yep. Just changed scenes for the first time in his NHL career. Had been in Chicago for, what, four seasons? Uh, two-time 40-goal scorer. This guy comes in, and he admitted it this morning. He said, I had trouble at the start finding a balance between playing my game and the system. Now, did you think that was an indictment on DJ Smith or just anyone who changes anything in life? And I can attest to that. This is a guy who just moved somewhere I'd never been before. It does take you a while 
to get into a new routine. Is that something that you think we should be digging a little deeper into or just a turn of phrase? I wasn't with uh, a lot of people on Sen's Twitter saying, well, that's that's him saying DJ's got to go. DJ's fired. That's on the coaching staff, etc. I, I really didn't look into it that way, Ross. I think it, it has to be noted what you said. This is such a massive life change for Alex to bring it. New team, new city, new country, a newborn baby. Like, uh, there's just so many things. New coach. Like, there's so many changes that are going on in his life this year. Of course, he had a slow start. Uh, he's used to playing with Patty Kane. That's a big adjustment to going from playing with one of the greatest players of this generation. Well, to- who's, who's to say that Josh Norris isn't? No, to- I'm well. How much did he play with Josh Norris? If that's your point, I'll I'll, I'll go back with that. Um, but it's a big adjustment, and I think for uh, all the people that are saying, "Well, like DJ systems were terrible, he wasn't being used properly." Think of how many times Alex DeBrinket was in the perfect spot at the perfect time with the perfect pass and misses the net high or wide, or just fans on the shot. Like Ross, in my mind, I can think of five, six, seven, even eight times where it was just like, how does a guy that puts in 40 goals consistently miss that kind of an opportunity? So I'm not buying the the fact that DJ ruined him or he uh, didn't let him play his game or anything like that because I think he was put in positions to succeed. And the big thing is his true second line center was not there in Josh Norris. And and whether it's, it's Josh Norris or Tim Stutzler that he was going to play with, Shane Pinto, Derek Broussard, Ridley Gregg, those guys are not who he was supposed to be lined up with. So I think everybody just needs to, to chill out a bit on that quote. And uh, I think it was just him saying that he needed time to adjust. Now, Pilsy, I, I completely botched that rebuttal because I could say Claude Giroux, who he played with pretty much exclusively for the first part of the season. I know Giroux went up ultimately and played with Stutzla and Kachuk, but... He's one of the best players of our generation. Come on. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm just saying he's changed from playing with Kane to anyone else. I know, I know. I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to bust hairs here. Who do you think he played the most with all season? Well, Batherson. Second most. Gotta be gotta be Pinto then. Pinto's first. Yeah, so Batherson's second then. Yeah, exactly. And you look at it, and both those guys had better shot numbers without him. Interesting enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a shooter. He's hopefully going to take up a lot of those shots that Pinto and Batherson would have. Well, no, I'm saying like um, like Corsi, like the better. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Percentage, but and, and you look at and I mean, it, it's pretty negligible what their expected goals were with and without Alex Dabrinkit. But hey. I'm not trying to undermine this guy. I'm just so curious to see what his next contract looks like. Yeah. It, it is, it it could be the widest range I think of anybody. Big time. And uh, Ross, our our buddy on Twitter, Tyler Ray at Defense Mincer, he brought up a good point and uh, I mean, the thread. Yeah, yeah, he he did do the thread, but I'll just read the top uh, the top tweet here. He's always good for good threads, uh, very informative. But he says once the Sens offer him the qualifying offer right before July first. He has 14 days to accept it or it goes away. So 
that's basically the the clock starts right when they offer him the qualifying offer. Either he has to take it or he has 14 days till that's gone. And now they have to start over again. Like, remember, I think we were discussing this with Alex Formanton. We were like, well, he's going to get the qualifying offer and uh, he'll just accept it or whatever. Right. But it doesn't work like that. Like it times out. So right. I think that's the key here for Alex to bring it is once that offer is sent, the clock starts and that's where things get interesting. Super interesting. One year, $9 million. Like <laughs> that sounds all right to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sure. The Sens would like to get that AAV down and, and the commitment in years up, obviously giving up the seventh overall pick last year in the draft and a second and a third as well. So uh, I'm super curious and you know what? Uh, I don't even want to say if it doesn't work out long-term, but they still have the asset and can move it for someone else. I don't think it's the end of the world. Like he's not in the same echelon as as the top top guys. Like where where in terms of importance among forwards on the Ottawa Senators, he's not top three for me. No, he's four for me. Yeah, he's four for me as well. Maybe yeah. even five, depending on Josh Norris. Fair. Yeah. Nah, I got him ahead of Norris. Really? Yeah. Okay. A healthy Josh Norris. Well, healthy Josh Norris at twenty one scored. Five less goals than the Brinkett's career high. No, it's it's not even about that. I'll I'll change my answer to Norris. It's just the fact that we've seen what happens to this team when they don't have two top line centers. Totally, just, the roster doesn't it doesn't shake out properly. It doesn't work out. So yeah, I'll so yeah, put Alex to Brinkett as the fifth most important forward on this team. Right. So how much are you willing to to open the piggy bank up for the fifth most important forward on the team? That remains to be seen. Yeah. I'm so intrigued because I don't want this to turn into, oh, Ross hates Alex to bring it. I love <laughs> that. And him beating the wheels off of Joel Farabee just kind of, you know, put the final touch on that. Not sure if anybody is made aware of this. The Sens are 21 and 2 <laughs> when Alex to scores this season. So you're looking at a guy where his success is directly correlated with the Senators' success. I'm so curious. Yeah. And I guess we can leave it at that because he says over the next month he's going to talk to his family and he's open to anything. He's open to anything. Okay? Yeah, I, I, I didn't really take – again, maybe this is just me, but I didn't blow up all over that quote either. Like saying you're open to discussions is a pretty bland statement in my, in my mind. Like, yeah, I'm willing to talk about it. Like that, I don't know. That doesn't really uh, move the needle for me one way or another. Like I wasn't sitting there being like, he wants a long-term deal. He said he's open to discussing it. Or I wasn't like, oh, he doesn't want a long-term deal because he's only open to discussing it. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes people really overblow these quotes. Well, nobody can overblow the importance or significance of what's going to happen with Alex Debrinkit when you're looking at like, what is it? Not a math guy here, but it's got to be over 5% of your cap is going to be determined on this player. So you're either, you got to make the right decision here one way or another. Big money. The Sens have more decisions to make on some players down in the lineup. Both have expressed the desire to come back to the Ottawa Senators, but does it make sense for the Sens? Making sense of the Sens, eh, Pills? Does it make sense for them to bring in Austin Watson, Travis Hamannick back on another contract? We're going to get into that and more on the other side. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Ross, today's episode is brought to you by a new sponsor. 
Ooh, we're fired up about this one, and you guys may have been watching the start of the episode and being like, "What's up with that? Uh, what's up with that owl in the far corner?" And if you're watching on YouTube, Ross is showing the product, and we got a lot of things to tell you about our new sponsor. It's Owl and Co Grooming. Here's a crazy thought, guys. What if you could find amazing grooming products that combine next level nourishment with a side of incredible long lasting scent? Well, think no more. Say hello to Owl & Co. Grooming. The crack team over at Owl & Co. Grooming have been working hard to create a lineup of excellent grooming products that will help you look and feel your best. Whether you're a guy looking to finally take care of your epic beard, like Ross and I are, we're beard guys, but we don't take care of it like we should. You get to see Ross using that beard oil. Ross, how does that smell? What uh, oh, what scents are you getting here? I'm getting a little bit of shea butter, a little bit of coconut oil. It's all Ooh. natural ingredients. It smells so good. Rach actually made notice. She sat next to me on the couch. She's like, wow. She like scooched over closer to me. I was like, hey, how are you? She said, man, you smell great. It's there all- there you go. So wh- whether you're a guy just trying to get uh, your fiance to scooch a little closer to you on the couch because you finally smell good or – you're a woman looking to add more nourishment to your hair and help protect it against the sun, check out Al & Co. Uh, Grooming. You have to check out all their stuff. They got hair tonics, sea salt, sea salt sprays, and utility bombs. All of their products are made with natural ingredients, like Ross mentioned, coconut oil, sweet almond oil, to ensure your skin is getting the nourishment it needs. Everything you need and nothing you don't. All of their grooming products are made by hand in small batches. So you know they're going to be made with the highest standard. There's no cutting corners here. Go outside your comfort zone and start with these products every morning. It's early in the morning. We're starting off with our uh, beard oil here. So you can create a grooming routine that doesn't have to suck. And in no time, this can be a part of your day you look forward to. You're sitting there saying, okay, you want to you wanna be smelling good for the rest of the day. That's what you're looking for. Oh, I absolutely love Allen Co. And go there right now. They've also got great merch. We're getting ours yep. in, in coming soon here. And because you're a Locked On Senators listener, we've got a discount code for you. Senators10 at checkout gets you 10% off. Save the taxes. We know you're going to love it. We can't wait for you to try it. Let us know in the comments what you think when you try your Owl & Co. Please support local. Chris is a great guy. Started this company. Friend of the show. Send Central Citizen. So Ooh. support Sens fans because that's the beauty of it all. So check it out. And really feel beautiful and make sure that you smell good, look good, feel good. And that's all able to happen at Owl and Co. All right, Pilsy. God, this stuff smells so good. Owl and Co. Good stuff. All right, exit interviews are continuing. DJ Smith going to speak to the media. If we don't get to it right now, as we mentioned, recording pretty early, then we'll have that for you on Monday's Locked On Senators. Mark Mathot will join us as well. Pierre Dorian expected to speak to the media, I believe, on Monday as well. But Pilsy, two guys that haven't been shy to say they want to stay in Ottawa, Travis Hamanick and Austin Watson. Both are, how do we say this? polarizing players is that fair to say yeah i would say on sen's twitter there's uh there's definitely some back and forth on these guys for sure who do you want to start with let's start with wadi okay great warrior by the way Mm -hmm. austin watson been playing with a broken foot for three weeks before they shut it down ironically he was a healthy scratch on and off for like a week and a half before the trade deadline 
And then after the trade deadline, he breaks his foot. But then they refuse to take him out of the lineup. Now, look, I don't want to sound too far the other way where it's like, oh, these guys should not be playing injured. What about their long-term future? I think that these guys are athletes. They want to be out there if they can. But if it's my middle six player who's very important to the success of the team, sure, battle through it. Come on. I feel like you're putting your team at a disadvantage if you have your 12th forward playing on a broken foot. Like I don't see how that's something to be bragging about. I feel like we should almost be like, this is a bad coaching and managerial decision. Yeah, it's certainly weird, Ross, especially a broken foot. Like I- I've never broken my foot. I couldn't imagine what it's like to be out there skating, even though like Austin Watson's playing maybe 10, 12 minutes, but like that's got to be insanely painful and that's got to really slow you down out there. And it's not like Austin Watson's necessarily a speed demon anyway. So, and Ross, also the fact that there's so many young prospects that this team has that are itching to get a chance to play some minutes, even if it's eight minutes a night, like Igor Sokolov, he's probably stoked just to have the chance to do that. So why not take out the guy with the broken foot and give some of these kids a chance? So, yeah, I, I wasn't uh, looking at that being like, that's awesome. Austin Watson played with a broken foot. That's uh, that's a hard-nosed guy, although that is true. I don't necessarily think that that was the right decision. No, me neither. Now, Austin Watson says that he wants a, a multi-year contract, is what he said. The Senators have not closed the door on bringing Austin Watson back, but dude, they can't give him a multi-year contract. Come on, man. How many fourth-liners can we have? Yeah, I I think Austin Watson did a very good job in his role while he was here, but it's time to move on. I mean, he's 32 years old, or will be 32 years old next season. It's just like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Especially if it's, if it's I'm either signing a multi-year deal or I'm leaving, I would say, you know what? Thanks for your service, and we hope you get a deal. I hope Watson gets a multi-year deal somewhere. I, I think that'd be great for him. And talk about a, a a guy who's gone through battles and adversity on and off the ice. This guy's gone through a lot, and uh, it means a lot to the, his teammates, kind of what he's able to share with them. And uh, he's a veteran guy in that locker room, and I think he, he has a lot of respect for all those guys. But... I just think you can't bring him back on a multi-year deal. No matter what the AAV is, it's just it's time to move on, in my opinion. He's played three seasons for the Ottawa Senators, and the ice time has gone down in each one. From 12 minutes to oh, 11.59, okay? Um, <laughs> so stayed equal those first two. So 12-12, let's say, and then down to only 10 minutes per game this season. But he was also involved in 75 out of 82 games. Like, that's... I feel like if he's coming back, he's got to be like a, a 14th forward where like he gets in sometimes. But under DJ Smith, he's going to play and he's going to play a lot. Yeah. And, and you don't sign extra players to multi-year deals. That's- exactly. Exactly. Even though when they brought him in, it was he had just signed a three-year extension. But at know. that point, he wasn't viewed as an extra player. Like he was right. a guy that was going to be in this rebuilding roster, protecting the investments uh, to come here. So correct, very, very true. Good point. But with uh, with Watson, yeah, thank you for your service. Good guy. Seems like a guy who the the team really, really like rallied around and and like. I couldn't. He scored ten. Man, it's absurd though. Like I wish I could find 
here, here quickly against Detroit, how he did yeah. his hometown team. Like this guy was, was like, I don't know, Steve Eiserman when he played against the Red Wings. It was ridiculous. Two goals in three games last year. And then this year, especially in the mix there, he had four goals in four games. So six goals in five games against the Red Wings. And then total, so six goals in seven games against the Red Wings. He had 12 goals in what, 170 games otherwise? Yeah, so either he's going to be looking to sign in the Atlantic Division so he plays against the Red Wings or – He's going to be looking to sign back home in Michigan with the Red Wings because uh, he certainly has success in the Detroit area. Totally, totally. All right, Travis Hamanick, a guy who, uh, man, I he turned my attention. He was one of my guys going into the year, though, Pilsy. I've been on the Travis Hamnick train, and I just think that you have to respect the way he plays. And look at how young the decor is without him. Yeah. I think we saw it mostly on the penalty kill. It just wasn't the same after he got hurt. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, Ross, he's a right-hand shot. This team needs right-handed shots. Uh, one without him, Artem Zoo. Exactly. So, If you want to count JBD, sure. Yeah, so they need that type of player. I think he would be a great seventh forward that can play, D. you know, or uh, yes, D, sorry, uh, that can play somewhere between 30 and 50 games for this team when they need him. And he's someone that, uh, or, or even more, like I still think he's got some gas in the tank or as uh, our old uh, buddy Clark MacArthur would say, he's got a couple logs on the fire still. Um, but I think if the money's right, this is a guy that's made it very clear. He wants to stay in Ottawa. He seems like a guy that also fits into the room here. I wouldn't have any sort of problem bringing him back on a one one year deal and uh, having him be a, a, a veteran guy that stays on this decor. Having him be a Nick Holden Pilsy. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Literally just move him down. And if he has to play 65 games like Nick Holden did this year, so be it. That's all good. But yep. this way you're also having a healthy competition for, for roles on this team. So uh, I think it's a no brainer if he's willing to come back at the right price. Like I'm not giving him what he was, what 3.5 in salary three. Yeah, and I don't think he expects that. I don't think but, so. Uh, who knows? But who knows? It sounds like he loves it here. Yeah. Like they kind of resurrected his career in a sense. Yeah. Well, big time, especially like, uh, you know, that Bo, Bo Horvat quote where he said it's a lot better than in Vancouver. I'll tell you that for free. I bet you Travis Hamnick would co sign on that. <laughs> hey, uh, underneath you look on Instagram, Travis Hamnick like this. Yeah. Or retweet. <laughs> yeah. 100%. No, I, I think that's well said. And um, I'd be happy. Hey, the whole thing, and we got this from, from a pretty. I would say solid source on this is that when the senators acquired Travis Hamanick and Pierre Maguire's fingerprints was all over this trade, by the way, they wanted him to be a mentor for not Jake Sanderson, which he ended up being this year. They thought that he would be a great guy for Tyler Clevin to lean on when he started his career, a couple middle province boys or middle state boys there in North Dakota, Manitoba. But um, I, I'd be happy. What, what's the highest you'd go? And I think we're in, in agreement. It's a one year deal. You're offering Travis Hamanick, nothing more. Yeah, I highest I would go is 2.2. Okay, I was going to say 2. Yeah. And even that, like, I would rather, like, wait until some of the other pieces come in first. Like, what does Dabrinka's contract come in? Pinto's contract. Do those two first. And then be like, all right, Hammer. Like, we got 1.7 for you. Like, yeah. I, I think 1.7 was what Nick Holden was making this year. Or 1.5. Uh, Nick Holden was making 1.7 when they acquired him, and they re-signed him for 1.3, if I remember correctly. Yes, 1.3. Got it up here now. So 
anything from that 1.3 to 1.9 range, I think, is probably where where the Senators would like to be. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know how much leverage Travis Hamnick has. That's the thing. And he like he loves it here. I, I think he's going to – this guy, how much money do you think Travis Hamnick's made? Oh, he's made his money. I'm going to go 28 mil. Way more. Oh, 37. 36.25. Yeah, so he's he's chilling. He has made money in the yeah. National Hockey League. I think it's more about fit. He's got a young family as well. Yeah. I think we see Travis Hammond. If I'm calling the contract right now, one year, $1.65 million. Nice. I'd love that. I'd be happy with that. Anything under two, I'll be happy about. If it hits two or more, I'll be like, yeah, maybe. Maybe that was a little much. But I I think that he brings a ton of intangibles that this team needs. All right, Pilsy. A couple last quotes that we're rolling in. Jacob Chikrin says the sky's the limit for this team. Mm -hmm. No surprise there. Um, it's unfortunate the injury. I I don't see what the injury was for for Jacob Chikrin. I don't even remember honestly. Well, it was the game. Remember, he got slew foot by uh, by Headman, and then later in the game, he went. Is that in- the one they called a middle body injury? No, lower. It was lower body. Okay. I think it was. Anyways, I'm not gonna speculate, but need need, need him need him to have a good summer and and be back like 100 percent healthy because obviously he's such an X factor in what this team's success is gonna be next year. Yep, agreed. Um, one thing we completely missed in the Mount Rushmore of Senators moments from Ooh. this past season that you can go find that video. It was at the end. Yeah, that was fun. Of- so we posted that. Alfie in the Hall of Fame, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. That was dampered by yet again a, a loss, um, but disheartening loss too. Yeah, that was. A it was mid November. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a good one. That deserves to be there. Yeah, sure. it, it really does. So if you want to hear our full Mount Rushmore of Senators moments from this season, we were very loose with the word moments, but basically thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it was the best Tuesday of your life. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Um, final thoughts, man, as we wrap up this season. Uh, DJ Smith, again, not speaking to the media just yet. So I'm not sure where I'm not sure where where to go because we'll, we'll get to it on Monday. We'll do the coach and the GM on Monday. Yeah, and, and any remaining players that uh, that happened. We just had to record a little earlier today. Uh, Tim Stutzla has not decided whether he's going to the World Championships today. Based on the harness he was wearing around his body during that uh, interview last night, I don't think he's playing at 100%. But yeah. we know that he, A, would love, on one side, he'd love to represent Germany. We know that he's very proud of his heritage, all that. On the other side, this guy got hurt at the World Championships last year. Exactly. And Ross, uh, on Twitter, uh, Dr. Harjas Growell, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, he retweeted it saying, looks like a shoulder harness. Wonder if Stutzla has had issues with shoulder instability after, uh, oh boy, subluxation? Subluxation, that's a tough one. Or dislocation. So that's, uh, I'm not a doctor, but uh, he apparently is, and that's the diagnosis there. Yeah, okay. So hopefully... Timmy's a hundred percent next year, but if this is Timmy at sub five hundred or a hundred percent, sheesh, sheesh, my goodness, so many good times this season. Uh, we'll have plenty of time to dissect the year as a whole. Um, do you want to give me your cup picks now? I mean, playoffs start Monday. We could do that on Monday if you want. Uh, we could do it on Monday, but I'll I'll give a fast and loose one here. Uh, I've got uh, your Winnipeg Jets making it 
up against the New York Rangers. Jesus. And the Rangers winning it. Rangers winning it. The Jets have to do something this year. And Connor Hellebuck, man, when he's on his game. And he has been. It's tough to beat. Well, you know what else is tough, though? Their road to the Cup is going to be Vegas, Edmonton, and then probably Colorado. Yeah, so that is also tough to beat. But I will be honest, those are biased opinions because I have future bets on them to win the Cup at FanDuel. So. <laughs> My two futures at FanDuel right now, I've got the Lightning and Rangers separate. Oh, yeah, I have Lightning as well, too. But I, I this is not the Lightning's year. No. Oh, go Lightning. Yeah, this is their round one. But it's not their not their year. Wow! Credit to me, I left Scott uh, alone this morning. We like Scott Wheeler, we do. He's a good guy, and he's we're gonna join us for a uh, for for draft coverage. But he tweeted out his predictions, and he had Leafs in in six. So I typed in at Scott Wheeler Leafs in six or Leafs in seven, and he's 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 predicted the Leafs to win in seven for the last five years in a row. He's a Leafs fan. Leave him alone. I know. I will. I will. I will. Um, did you already, you already gave me your final thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jets, Rangers. Rangers win it. Okay. So, hey, the tr- Truba Revenge Stanley Ooh, Cup. Hey, that was a real- no, the Nia, <laughs> the Pionk Revenge Stanley Cup, Ooh. I think is what you're saying. Morgan Barron? <laughs> True. Come on. There we go. So, when it comes to Jacob Truba, I actually want to finish on this. I retweeted it at at uh, my personal account, so Ross Levitan on Twitter. Um, very cool moment. This this guy, Isaiah, um, he's been through a lot. Anyways, go watch the video there. I posted it. Jacob Truba, all-time guy, though. I will say, all-time guy there. Uh, yep. Keep your head up when you're on the ice against him, though. Oh, um, playoffs around the corner. Despite Woo. the Senators being out of it, they are they're going in the right direction. Darkest before dawn, yada, yada, yada. Show me the money. Show me the results. I know. I know. But for now, Sens fans, time to turn the page, sit back, grab some popcorn, grab your Tampa Bay Lightning jersey. It's going to be an exciting first round of NHL playoff action. The Stanley Cup. I'm fired up. Best tournament in sports. It's here starting on Monday, and we'll be with you every step of the way to hate watch the teams we don't like and follow the hashtag sends abroad. But for today, we say goodbye. Thank you so much for following along with us all season long. Make sure you and all your friends, all your family are subscribed to Locked On Senators wherever you download your podcasts, including on YouTube. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan, and this has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.